and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope I'm having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Back with another episode. Here we go. Been uh, been cranking them out here weekly, coming to you, bringing you some uh, Disney magic uh, wherever you're at. Before we get into it, got to plug all the socials here, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can find me, Disney World Today. It's all one word. Uh, my DMs on Instagram are always open. You guys know that. So if you find something cool, you know, something Disney related, a reel, a TikTok, uh, a post, anything like that, it uh, doesn't even have to be Disney related. Feel free to send it my way. And if you have any suggestions or ideas for the show, top 10 lists, rankings, anything like that, feel free to let me know. Hit me up. Say, hey, you know, I think this would be a good topic. I'm interested in hearing about this or, you know, you should do your top 10 this. You guys know I, I, I'm open to any and all input, and uh, you know we've done some episodes in the past where it's a suggestion based on you guys, and I usually um, kind of put those episodes, uh, you know, prioritize them and uh, crank those out pretty quick. Also, wherever you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review, it would be much appreciated. And if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. I, I usually have a pretty... Um, Pretty solid format here where we do our little intro, do a little recap of uh, last week's episode, then, you know, on to this week's. But before I get into that, I had to bring up, I posted on my Instagram uh, this week, there was a group of people, I don't know if it was a family, but it was definitely a group of people, um, which I guess were like cheerleader parents that were in Florida for like all the cheerleading competitions that were going on. And a video went viral of a group of the parents Sitting in the fountain at World Showcase, unbelievable. You guys know in France, uh, the the France Pavilion in World Showcase, you can see the Eiffel Tower. There's the new Ratatouille attraction, and there's that beautiful fountain that makes a good spot to take pictures. You can sit there, you know, eat some ice cream, kind of relax, and it's just it's just nice to look at. This is nice fountain. These group of parents, they're all wearing matching T-shirts. They're adults. Three, or like two of them were laying down in the fountain, drinking their drinks, and like a third one was like standing there, standing in there next to them. When I saw this, I actually I thought it was fake at first, but then like the more I looked into it, it was real. Like how can you be an adult at Walt Disney World and see that fountain and think, yeah, I'm gonna lay down in that fountain? I I just do not understand some people. And, you know, when it comes to Disney, like, I don't care if they were drunk or not. Like, that's not an excuse. There's just, like, certain people when it comes to Disney, like, when they're there, they have such a sense of entitlement. Like, hey, look at me. I'm at Disney. I paid all this money to come to Disney so I can do whatever I want. Like, it seems like that's a common thing nowadays at Disney because it's always something. But I, I just had to bring that up. If you guys haven't seen the video or don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you can find it on my Instagram, or if you just Google, like, Epcot people sitting in the fountain. It's absolutely mind-blowing. But let's move on here. A little recap. Last week, we talked about Disney's Animal Kingdom. It was Animal Kingdom's 25th anniversary. Uh, the park opened way back on Earth Day in 1998. And we just kind of go over, you know, the basics. When it started why it started, what originally was going to be there, some of the rides, attractions, some of the food, you know, just kind of a nice little birthday tribute episode. I love talking about Animal Kingdom. It, you know, I mentioned it in the in the episode. 
it's the park to me that like made the greatest improvement. It used to be my least favorite and now it's one of my favorites. You know, I would rather go to Animal Kingdom than Disney's Hollywood Studios. Whereas in, you know, in 98, 99, 2000, all the way up till probably like my high school years, we'd go to Animal Kingdom once, you know, it was never open late. We would go there on our first day and get all those rides out of the way, you know, and there for a while, like really the only thrill ride was Expedition, Everest, you know, Dinosaur, if you want to count that, but you could get both of those done, especially with the old FastPass system, you know, in a couple hours. Um, and Animal Kingdom throughout the years has changed and changed for the better, in my opinion. And nowadays with Pandora and some of the recent expansions and, you know, some of the rumors of what's going to be coming, you know, Animal Kingdom has really become a solid theme park and such a unique experience. This week, we're talking about uh, one of my favorite spots in all of Walt Disney World. And I think a lot of you guys can agree this week, we're going to be talking about the Epcot Resort area. Yes, that's right. An episode dedicated to a group of resorts around Epcot, Hollywood Studios. And to me, it's my favorite area. You know, there's a few different areas of Walt Disney World. You, um, you know, you hear people talk about the Magic Kingdom area or like the Monorail Loop area, the Disney Springs area, maybe the Animal Kingdom area, but then for sure the Epcot Resort area. So let's dive in. Here we go attention please the walt disney world railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the magic kingdom Board. the epcot resort area as I mentioned in my intro, you know, there's a few different kind of areas of Walt Disney World that we, you know, kind of classify and group all the resorts into the Magic Kingdom area or, you know, the monorail loop area, whatever you want to call it. We have the Epcot area, the Disney Springs area. Those are the big ones, you know. I guess maybe you can kind of start to count the Animal Kingdom area. But in my opinion, the best one is the Epcot Resort area. And you know, each one has their perks, uh, but this one is just different to me. Like the Epcot Resort area consists of obviously Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and the resorts that are kind of just wedged in between them. Simply from a convenience factor, if you stay at one of these Epcot Resort areas, you're walking distance from two of the four theme parks, which I think is great. Like as much as I love Disney and Disney buses and, you know, hopping on a bus and going over to the Magic Kingdom, like, let's be honest, sometimes it can be a hassle. You know, sometimes if you got to get to the park and, you know, maybe you, you're walking outside to, you know, get in line for the bus and it just pulled away and now you have to wait for, you know, another bus. When is that going to be? You know, you don't really know. Or, you know, when you're leaving, you know, you got to wait for the bus. Or, you know, sometimes if you stay till the park closes, you're waiting, you know, 30 minutes sometimes in a crowded, you know, bus lane for your bus to get there. So the fact that you are now walking distance from two of the parks is just, it's just so nice. Like, I, I like to walk. I don't mind walking. Even if you didn't want to, though, you know, they have the boat transportation. So there's a couple of different ways that you can get to these two different parks. And I think, to me, like, that's the number one reason why I think it's the best. Two of the theme parks... Your, your hotel is in between, like right in the middle of, 
You can walk to either one. You can catch a boat to either one. You're so close to either one. You know, there's nothing worse than, you know, being at the Magic Kingdom and thinking about, you know, maybe you're hungry, maybe you're not feeling good, maybe you got to go to the bathroom, you know, something like that, and thinking like, man, we got to walk all the way to the exit, walk all the way to our bus lane, which is somehow always the last and farthest one. Then we got to wait for a bus. Then we got to wait for it to load everyone. Then we got to take it over to the resort, you know. That's a process. It could take a while. If you're at Epcot, you could easily be like, hey, you know what? I forgot something in the room. I'm going to walk back really quick and grab it. That is so convenient. The convenience factor of being wedged in between those two parks, I think, is the number one reason why the Epcot Resort area is the best of all the Disney Resort areas. You know, first with Epcot, you know, it's called the Epcot Resort area, even though it includes Hollywood Studios, which I've always thought was a little weird. You know, everyone refers to it as the Epcot Resort area. No one, I've never heard anyone refer to it as the Hollywood Studios Resort area. It's always the Epcot Resort area, um, you know, probably because it was their first, I'm guessing. But, you know, if you're staying at one of the resorts, um, you have Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Let's, let's talk about that walk or the, you know, the walk to Epcot first, because I have always loved that walk. There's just something about walking in through the back entrance um, of Epcot. It's actually called the International Gateway. I've always enjoyed it because, so pretty much my entire Disney life when we were going on our trips, um, there'd be a lot of times where we would head over to the boardwalk um, you know, for something to eat or to walk around. And then we would head directly into Epcot from there. So 90% of my, you know, Disney trips, like we were, you know, entering Epcot through that back entrance, that international gateway. And it's like the most peaceful, relaxing, you know, walk. You get to the entrance and it's not crowded. It's not crazy. You're not standing in a super long line to get in. It's just kind of like, whoa, we're at Epcot, you know, you could walk from your hotel room and be inside of Epcot in like five minutes if you're staying at one of the closer uh, rooms there at the Yacht and Beach Club. And I've, I've always just loved that area in general. You know, I, I've talked about, I talk about some weird stuff on here sometimes. Maybe the weirdest is my, <laughs> my there's a spot now at the International Gateway where the, um, the, the Skyliner drops you off. I forgot to mention that they have the Skyliner there now. So the Skyliner drops you off kind of that international gateway in the back. Before that was there, there used to be this big grass kind of parkway. So this big area of grass, you know, 50 feet from the entrance to Epcot, you can see World Showcase, you can hear the music, you can hear the sounds. And I always just wanted to just kind of play catch right there. You know, whether it was with my dad, my cousin, a friend, like just kind of relax you know, toss a football or a baseball around and just, you know, I, I, I just had this weird thing about like, I, I just love playing catch. I find it super relaxing and nostalgic, all of that. So that back entrance is a little more crowded now because of the Skyliner, but like, I've just always found it so peaceful and relaxing. That back entrance too, where the Skyliner drops you off, the reason why there was like this big empty grass kind of parkway there, back in the day, they used to have a tram that would take you from the Epcot resorts and drop you off right there at the gate. And I have a, just the slightest memories of that. I don't think it lasted very long, but it's always cool to know uh, that a tram actually used to drive around there. 
just being so close to the parks. Um, it's a perk. It's convenient. There's everything about it. I just love, you know, you get to hear or see the fireworks every night. It's just so great. Um, yeah, so we have Epcot on one side. And the other side, of course, we have Hollywood Studios, not to be forgotten. Hollywood Studios, yes, a part of the Epcot Resort area. Again, if you're staying at one of these resorts, walking distance, you know, depending on where you're staying, this, um, you know, it's a slightly longer walk. And, you know, it's the, the walk to Hollywood Studios. Again, I've never minded it. Um, it's like I said, it's a little longer walk and it's like there's kind of walking behind like the boardwalk resort and there's really not much, you know, to look at. You're kind of walking past just, you know, grass and, and you kind of, you know. Not many sights and sounds on that walk, kind of opposite of Epcot. But still, you're close enough uh, to Hollywood Studios where, you know, you can just walk there. You can hop on a boat. You're there, you know, in 10, 15 minutes. And again, it's super convenient. If you're at the park, maybe you have a small child. Maybe you forgot something in the room. You could just easily hop on the boat, walk back, sprint back, you know, get to your hotel and, you know, grab what you need and come back. And you're back in the park, you know, pretty quick. And I, I've always loved that as well. Um... You know, the, the, the walk to Hollywood Studios, this is super random, uh, personal story, but it's just something I've, I always think about. So I, I believe the year was 2011. My buddy Chris comes with me to, to Disney and we go to Hollywood Studios and we stay until it closes and we're walking back and it's like me and him and my sister are walking and then my, my parents were kind of farther back behind us and we're walking and as we're walking one of the friendship boats, one of the boats that takes you back to the, you know, Epcot resorts is just kind of going alongside of us. And on the boat, it looked like there was like a rowdy group on the boat, you know, maybe was drinking, maybe they've had a long day, you know, they're a little older. Um, but they're, you can tell they're a little rowdy. They made some sort of comment to us. And once they made that comment, I started like walking weird. Like I was a, um, <laughs> like I was a, uh, a professional speed walker kind of you know sticking my butt out a little bit got my elbows up like doing a nice little power walk uh and that cracked them up they start laughing they're making more comments like come on let's race we're gonna beat you come on let's race so i'm walking next to them and i pretend like my hamstring cramps up and they start laughing and dying laughing and i wait until the boat is probably 50 yards in front of me and i gave my buddy chris my phone and I sprinted as fast as I possibly could. Now, you guys have heard me talk. You know, I'm decently athletic. I played college basketball, baseball, and volleyball. I, I can run kind of fast, especially back when, you know, when I'm 21 years old. I sprinted as fast as I could. And when I got close to that boat and they saw that I was running after them, the, it seemed like the entire boat was cheering and clapping and I sprinted like along this straightaway and pretended like I just beat them like in a race. And my, my buddy Chris is dying laughing. My sister's laughing. My parents, my dad to this day brings this up. He's like, I'll never forget that. He's like, I swear to God, that's the fastest you've ever ran in your life. And he's probably right. Like I was just motivated. Like I'm in Disney, you know, we're walking back to the hotel. It's a beautiful night. Here's this rowdy boat that was, you know, challenging me to a race. And uh, it's just one of those weird, random personal memories I'll just never forget. You know, unlike Epcot, though, I do kind of wish that, um, you know, Hollywood Studios had a separate entrance for uh, the resort guests staying there. Because, um, like, when you when you take the boat or you walk, 
Um, you're just kind of going through like the main entrance with everyone else. I think, you know, it, it's nothing big. It's not, you know, it's kind of nitpicky, but I think it's just cool when you're staying at, you know, a certain Disney resort and it has, you know, different perks. You know, if you're staying at a, at a Magic Kingdom resort, you get to use the monorail. That's your perk. If you're staying at Disney Springs, you know, you could walk to Disney Springs. Like, that's your perk. You know, with the Epcot one, you get access to the back entrance. This is great. You walk in and you're like instantly in World Showcase. Hollywood Studios, it's kind of a longer walk. You kind of got to wrap around the front and you, you enter with everyone else at the front gate. I think it would have been cool if they would have built some sort of back or side entrance uh, for the Epcot Resort area guests only. Just something nitpicky, something cool that would have made you feel like a little more um, important when staying at one of those resorts. So we talked about Epcot and Hollywood Studios, obviously the two main parts of the Epcot Resort area, but we have to mention the actual resorts. So the Epcot Resort area consists of the Boardwalk Resort, the Yacht and Beach Club, and the Swan and Dolphin. And technically, I think... I think it's open now. Um, they built like another kind of add-on. Um, I don't know if it's like a... I don't know. Do they call it a separate hotel or not? But the Swan and Dolphin, they built like kind of like a newer uh, hotel, like kind of on that property. I think it's called the Swan and Dolphin Reserve, something like that. But I'm just going to categorize it as Swan and Dolphin, Yacht and Beach, and the Boardwalk. And I think all of those three resorts, like some of the best on Disney property now... I haven't stayed at the Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach, but I've talked about it on here a lot. I stayed at the Swan and Dolphin. Man, I, I need to sit down and actually write down all the hotels I've stayed at and like how many times and what years. But I want to say we stayed at the Swan and Dolphin for probably, I want to say like six or so straight trips, if not more. So six or so straight vacations. We were staying at either the Swan or the Dolphin. You know, we stayed there a lot, I believe at the time, this is like mid-2000s, I believe they, I don't know if they still do, but I'm pretty sure my mom used to get a discount because she was a teacher, um, so that would always kind of help, and you know, we would stay at the Swan and Dolphin, it was cheaper than staying at another Disney resort, and the Swan and Dolphin, yes, it's a Disney hotel, it's on Disney property, it's connected to the Epcot Resort area, but it's like technically not a Disney resort, I, I think it used to be ran by Marriott, I'm not sure what it is now, but so when you go to the Swan and Dolphin, you're not going to, it's not themed like Disney themed, like character themed or Mickey Mouse themed, anything like that. It kind of has that regular hotel vibe. But as I talked about in my top 10 resort lobbies list, uh, the Swan and Dolphin made that list. It doesn't feel like a standard Marriott hotel here in Chicago or, you know, wherever you're at. It feels different. It feels like a Disney hotel just without that, you know, Disney theming, if that makes sense. And I absolutely loved every part of Swan and Dolphin. That was, you know, it's hard to list like my favorite stays, but staying at the Swan and Dolphin was so great because it felt like there were so many perks. You know, when we would stay there, my mom got a discount, so it was cheaper. You know, we would, um, at the time, uh, you know, we would rent a car and it sucked because I think that was like one of the first hotels to you uh, charge for parking, you know, because it wasn't a Disney Resort, but you know, we kind of made up for it with the hotel discount. And we loved the property. We loved the pools. You know, each the Swan and Dolphin each kind of had a a pool that connected in the middle, so it was like one giant super pool. You know, each building had like their own uh, Olympic lap pool. 
They had these great fitness centers. You know, we started staying here right when I got into fitness and working out. So I would, you know, get workouts in uh, on my Disney vacations. They had uh, a basketball court where I was playing basketball every single night. And I, I absolutely loved every part of staying at the Swan and Dolphin. You know, there were some decent food options there. Um, I think one of the breakfast buffets we liked there was called, I think it was called Garden Grove. And they had Disney characters there. So although you're staying at, you know, a little different of a resort, you know, it's not exactly Disney themed. They did have a character breakfast and uh, it was a buffet. I remember they had like an omelet chef that would make you like custom omelets to order, uh, which we loved. Uh, they also had like their version of like a, um, like a quick service, not a food court really, but like a quick service area. And I'm pretty sure that was open 24 hours. Uh, if not, I know it was open really late, which is great as well. You guys know my stance on the food courts and Disney, you know, food places at the resorts wishing they would be open later. Like this one, I swear, was open 24 hours when we stayed there. Probably our favorite place, though, at the Swan and Dolphin uh, was the ice cream place called The Fountain. Uh, it kind of had like that old kind of 50s diner vibes to it. And they did have food there. Um, I remember when my buddy Chris came down, we had just turned 21, so we went down to The Fountain kind of sat at the kind of bar area, had a couple beers, split some appetizers. It was pretty cool, pretty chill. Uh, but also, I mean, we were going there for ice cream pretty much every night. And even on our last trip, we made a special special drive over there. Um, I think the fountain was open, you know, probably until like 11 or 12 at night. Uh, so we had just finished up at the parks and we wanted, you know, some ice cream or milkshakes or something. And it was really the only place on property that was open so we headed over to the fountain and got some ice cream there and i always liked their ice cream because they had a bunch of different like cool flavors and different combinations if you wanted just scoops of ice cream or a cone or a shake they kind of had it all now back to the other resorts the yacht and beach club and the boardwalk uh you know unfortunately i've never actually stayed at the resorts but i've visited this boardwalk area so many times it feels like i have stayed there and I'm sure there's a lot of you guys listening right now who can kind of relate to that where, you know, maybe you and your family, you know, stay at the same resort every year, but, you know, you do a lot of resort hopping or, you know, eat at a lot of the other resorts so that, you know, when you're there and you come back or, you know, someone asks you, you know, although you've never stayed there, you feel like you've been there, you know, so many times that, you know, it kind of feels like you have stayed there. And that's how I feel with like the boardwalk and yacht and beach. Um, let's start with the yacht and beach club. I feel like most notably, there's like two things that come to mind when I think of Yacht and Beach. One of them is beaches and cream, and two is the pool. Well, technically three if you include the uh, pirate ship slide that kind of goes over the um, like the walkway uh, around the boardwalk. But I feel like those are the three things that everyone knows about the Yacht and Beach Club. You know, beaches and cream. Um, you know, my, my family, we love, we're a dessert family. We love, especially in Disney, you know, we love ending each night, you know, with a, a good dessert, whether it's a bakery item, whether it's ice cream, anything like that. So beaches and cream is a must do for us because, well, I mean, they have the kitchen sink, which is what they're probably most famous for. If you've never heard of beaches and cream or never been there and, you know, haven't heard of the kitchen sink and have no idea what I'm talking about, you know, like the old phrase, like, oh, you have everything but the kitchen sink. I think that's kind of where they come up with it for this giant platter of ice cream. Because it's like in this giant bowl that's shaped like a sink. And it literally, literally has everything in it. It's like two cans of whipped cream, like eight different types of ice cream, pieces of cake, Oreos, bananas, brownies, cookie dough bites, sprinkles. 
It's got everything. It's worth going to Beaches and Cream just for the kitchen sink. I will warn you, the kitchen sink is not to be taken lightly. Make sure you're hungry. Don't try to uh, attempt this challenge by yourself. I remember the first time we got it, uh, it was the same trip. My buddy Chris was with us. So, you know, there's five of us. We just finished up at either Hollywood Studios or Epcot. And this was before, like, you needed, like, reservations for every aspect of your Disney vacation. So we finished up, you know, at one of the parks. We're heading back. And we're like, oh, look, there's this ice cream place at, you know, the Yacht and Beach Club called Beaches and Cream. You know, we're kind of hungry. You know, my sister and my mom wanted ice cream. Me and, you know, my buddy were, you know, kind of hungry. So we stop in, get a table. I think I ordered a, a burger. Uh, my buddy got like a turkey sandwich and like a milkshake, you know, and then we're sitting there and then for whatever reason, like my mom and my sister and my dad are like, oh, we can, you know, get this kitchen sink thing. They bring it out and like these sirens and horns start going off. I think the lights were like blinking on and off and they bring out this giant sink full of ice cream and me and Chris kind of look at each other like, I'm eating a burger. He's eating like a sandwich. Now we have to help eat this giant thing of ice cream. I have never been more full in my entire life because at that point, you know, we, we ordered it. You got to get your money's worth. Like you don't want it to go to waste. And it's like just a pride thing. Like we, we had to finish it. Like we were not leaving until we finished it. <laughs> I ate so much ice cream. I thought I was literally going to burst. So that's my memory of uh, beaches and cream. My other favorite place to eat here at Yacht Beach is at Cape May Cafe, which is probably, uh, you know, arguably our new favorite breakfast buffet spot uh, at Disney where we ate here for the first time a few years ago. And this was like post pandemic. So they didn't have it um, usually set up how like a normal buffet works where you go up and just take whatever food you want. They were more so doing it like uh, family style where they would bring just like these big uh, platters to your table of different items and then you just keep asking them which ones you want more of but i will say we loved the food they had such a good variety and selection it, it was so good our, our waitress was amazing you know i liked the inside of it and it's yeah it's probably our new go-to breakfast spot i know it's kind of more known for like seafood um you know so for like lunch or dinner if you want to do that but as for breakfast like we loved it and that's like our new favorite spot to go you know the yacht beach club i I haven't eaten. I think there's like the steakhouse there. You know, they have their their little little um, you know, gift shop with the quick service area where you can get your refillable mug. I always thought that was kind of in a weird spot. You know, I'm like in the gift shop like trying to fill up my coffee. It was just kind of a weird setup, but the other thing probably most famous for, we got to talk about it is the pool and the water slide. The Yacht and Beach Club pool is, you know, it if you Google best Disney World pools right now, I guarantee you Yacht and Beach Club will be towards the top of any list. Um, and to be honest, like I just love like looking at it. Like every time we go, I have to take a cool picture because especially at night when you go and it's not crowded or it's closed and like the water's not moving, it's perfectly still, and you get a picture of you know like the water. There's like the cool kind of like windmill. Um, just like the theming of the pool itself is really nice. There's like sand at the bottom. It's just great to look at. I've heard it's like a fun pool. I've never obviously, because I haven't stayed there. I haven't swam there, uh, but it looks like a good time. And of course the water slide, like ever since I was a kid, you know, hanging around the boardwalk area, everyone knows that water slide because it's like a 
it looks like an old like pirate ship uh, and then the slide like kind of goes over you know the walkway and I always thought that was cool and I'm sure I can uh, I'd, I'd have fun on that now as a full-grown adult I would love to stay at the Yacht and Beach Club one day you know I like the kind of theming of the rooms and you know when when you're right there next next to Epcot you really can't go wrong um, the resort is is definitely got a um, a special vibe to it there's even like a sand volleyball court like I'm, I'm a big volleyball player and just seeing that like it makes me like just wish I could like be there with like a group of friends or family and just kind of you know play a little pickup volleyball I think that would be pretty cool all right on to the main course now the boardwalk what is the Epcot resort area without the boardwalk you know some some people maybe refer to it as the boardwalk area and the boardwalk, man, I just, I absolutely love it. Everything about it is, it's just special. I, I, I've talked about it in previous episodes, you know, being a kid, you know, we haven't stayed there, but there was like two places we would go that, that kind of felt like a special trip in itself. And it was when we would go to the Contemporary and eat at Chef Mickey's and kind of hang out in the arcade, you know, and take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. And the other was to the boardwalk. You know, when we went to the boardwalk, you know, we weren't staying there. So when we were, when we visited there, it was a, it was a treat in itself. And from when I was a kid to now, like we love the boardwalk area. You know, the hotel itself, again, I haven't stayed there. Like I can't tell you, you know, a top to bottom review of the rooms, but the area, the theming, the lobby, the pool, everything about it is just so great. The, the pool was famous for its, um, it's creepy clown slide but other than that you know it looked like a good pool um i'm always so jealous because they have a, a a fitness center there that's called i think it's called muscles and bustles um which i just love the name and the logo and like i want that on a t-shirt so bad every time we go i kind of go and check it out and i would love to get a workout in there they also have like an arcade area you know by the fitness center as well and on the boardwalk it has like shops and restaurants and just things to do and entertainment. And it's something I, I talk about a, a lot in my episodes. You know, it gives you something to do when you're not, you know, strictly just doing stuff in the parks, especially at night around the boardwalk. You know, you can see some like entertainers, you know, there's been like magicians and just kind of music acts and stuff like that. And uh, when I was a kid, I'll never forget. They had, um, they had this one kind of like, I don't think he, he wasn't a mime. He was almost like a clown slash like magician slash like street performer. I think his name was like the professor. And we like, we had such a good time. He was so funny. He was interacting with us. Like I just remember my grandpa that to the day he died would always bring up the professor uh, at the boardwalk. You know, they have um, the Surrey bike rentals. Oh my God, the Surrey bikes. I guarantee there's someone listening right now that rented like the, the Surrey bikes with their family, like the big ones where there's like four or five of you guys on one bike and thought you were going to die pedaling up the hills at the boardwalk area. Like they're, they're, I guarantee if you're listening and like you're thinking back and there was a trip where you rented these nice Surrey bikes with your family and then you remembered, you know, how you felt when you were trying to climb those, <laughs> the hill um, at the, the two ends of the boardwalk. Like I know I'm not alone here because when I was a kid, we rented them, and it was like the first time I ever yelled at my dad because he was he was the driver, and we were going way too fast, and people like people were like getting in our way. I thought we were gonna like hit someone, 
I was ringing the bell as fa- as loud and fast as I possibly could. And as I got older, he still drove that the same way. Like you think dad on vacation would maybe play it a little safe. He's got his whole family on this Surrey bike. You know, we just pedaled up this monster hill. Now we're doing like 40 miles per hour on the way down. And he's just cruising, like zigzagging, swerving. Just so much fun. But I will never forget trying to make it up those hills because I want to say the last time we did it, again, I, I got to bring up the, the trip with my buddy Chris, which was like 2011. I'm 21 years old. We're both 21 years old. We're big guys. My dad's a big guy. So like you would think, oh, pedaling is easy. But when you're, you know, when I'm the lightest one at, you know, 225 pounds, it's not easy to get that bike up the hill. And I I thought my quads were going to explode, but it's so exhausting. It's so tiring. It's so stressful, but we laughed so hard. And the stories that we tell now about it makes it all worth it. Like, do they, do they have like just normal bikes to rent? Cause like, I guess it would be kind of nice just to rent like one of those nice normal bikes and just take take a nice little bike ride, uh, a nice relax, relaxing one. I haven't had one of those. I also remember when I was a kid, they had like, do they still have them there? I don't think so. They had like carnival games there on the boardwalk. They had like two or three different ones. The main one I remember was a basketball like game where you just had to like make two out of three shots and you won a prize. And my dad would never let me do those types of games because he always said they were rigged. Like when you go to like a, a, a festival or a carnival, like, you know, sometimes they kind of rig those games so you don't win. So he never really would let me try until I was a little older. I was probably, you know, in high school. Finally, he said, yeah, I'll give you a few bucks here. You can try the basketball game. And uh, I remember there was like a group of like drunk guys behind me cheering me on. And I made two out of three shots. And I won a Chicago Cubs basketball, which was perfect because I'm a huge Cubs fan from Chicago. And it was just like meant to be. I had that basketball forever. That was a pretty cool moment. But other than the death Surrey bikes and the old carnival games and like just entertainment and stuff they have going on, the boardwalk area, very well known and popular for, you know, places to eat, food, drinks, dancing, shops, like all of the above. So the first place I want to talk about, I've talked about it a lot on this show is ESPN Club. My all-time favorite Disney restaurant was at the Boardwalk Resort and it's now closed, it's gone, uh, it's being replaced and it just kind of went away so quickly and just so quietly that that kind of frustrates me that it was just kind of like, it just kind of shut down for COVID and there's never reopened. Like that bothers me because it was always crowded. It was always packed, I felt like. Like it was like the place to go. It was the only really sports bar on Disney property. So if you were there and you wanted to catch a game, if your favorite team was playing, if there was an important game on, you could always swing by there and watch, um, you know, especially like football Sundays. Like I remember the one year I was there during the football season, you know, we, we checked it out to see, you know, what it would be like to watch a Bears game there. And it was like a two and a half hour wait, you know, just to maybe get a table. And it was like, whoa, this is, this is a big deal. Like we had to get there early just to get in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Like I know it wasn't like the best restaurant, like food wise and stuff like that, but it's just one of those, it, I've talked about it in previous episodes. If, if you go back and listen, you know how much I love, uh, how much I loved, uh, unfortunately, ESPN Club. And I think it's being replaced by a bakery, which is weird because on to my next point, we used to go to the boardwalk for the bakery. So we never stayed there. So if we wanted to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios, we wouldn't take the bus or drive there. We would drive to the boardwalk and then go to one of the parks from there. So we would drive to the boardwalk. We would tell the guy at the front gate every single time that we were there to um, do some shopping and eat at the bakery. And of course, you know, we wouldn't tell them that we were going to park there and, and keep our car there for 12 hours. But we weren't lying because we would go in, we'd do a little shopping, and we would eat at the bakery. You know, we'd get some quick to eat at the at the boardwalk bakery there, You know, whether it was a chocolate croissant or a bagel or a breakfast sandwich. I would always bring my refillable mug, so I'm getting my coffee. We're kind of sitting outside right there just enjoying the weather and the sights and the sounds. And I, we always love stopping in and get something. I remember a few years back... We were getting there again, like it was, I think we were coming from like Epcot or Hollywood studios and like the bakery was like closing at 11 and we were going as fast as we could to get there before it closed to grab a snack, you know, before bed, like to have something before everything closed up. And it was like 1105 and we were like, we ran up to the door and tried to open it and it was locked and we were like, oh man. And uh, one of the cast members working there saw us and like opened it up and like let us you know, pick something out really quick, which I thought was so nice. And I, so I think the current Boardwalk Bakery, I think they've kind of rethemed that to the Boardwalk Deli. And, you know, they still have like the same types of things, but I, they've just kind of expanded their menu to include, include like more actual like deli, like lunch items instead of just like bakery and, you know, pastries and stuff. I think with the opening of the new bakery, in the ESPN club building, you know, they kind of wanted to separate the two. Um, but also at the boardwalk, they have the boardwalk ice cream shop, which is like changed names a couple times now. I think that used to be Ample Hills, you know, a great place. We had actually, that was like my wife's favorite ice cream was from that place. And didn't, it didn't really last there uh, too long, but we'll have to be trying out the new boardwalk ice cream place. You know, they also have there, there's the pizza window where you can grab a slice of pizza or, you know, an entire pizza to go. And we've had that a few times uh, more when we were younger. And, you know, being from Chicago, I don't want to say we're pizza snobs, but we enjoy pizza. We eat it a lot here. And I didn't think the pizza there was that bad. They also have a newer spot there called Carousel Coffee, which I want to check out. I've heard kind of mixed reviews. I've heard, like, the theming inside is, like, really bad, like very just mediocre like they didn't put any thought or effort into it but since i, I love coffee I, i'm definitely going to have to check it out they also have the abracadabar it's i always I always mess it up like trying to say that but it's like a cool kind of magic theme bar uh they got some cool drinks and stuff there if you want to just kind of it's more of like a lounge than a bar uh but a cool place to just kind of you know get a nightcap maybe relax unwind get some drinks you know then they have a couple other restaurants food places there you know like big uh big river grill i believe is one of them it isn't too bad um either we've had there um i think they had like barbecue uh, when i ate there but always something to do at the boardwalk plenty of places to eat and drink you know they have a lot of like different like food stands too just kind of little kiosks set up like if you want like a little snack i think they got like hot dogs 
funnel cakes. I think there's a margarita like kind of stand there. So, uh, you know, the, the boardwalk area, I feel like a lot of, um, they get like a lot of visitors there for like conventions, you know, maybe the convention center at the Swan and Dolphin, like all the business people, like when they finish, you know, their day, they have their meetings all day and at night they're looking to unwind. Like they're in the perfect spot because there's, <laughs> there's plenty of spots at the boardwalk uh, to grab some drinks. Uh, and Flying Fish was the other uh, restaurant that's been at the boardwalk forever. It was like a uh, seafood inspired restaurant as well. But I think the another one I want to talk about too was the, um, the the Atlantic Dance Hall at the boardwalk. You know, I never really got to experience um, Pleasure Island uh, when I was a kid. And like the next best thing, you know, was the boardwalk with the with the dance halls there and like the video DJs, the dueling pianos. Like it always seemed like a good time to me. And uh, what makes me sad though is like sometimes you'd walk past and there, you can kind of see in through the door a little bit and there'd just be like five people in there. I was like, oh man, that looks actually kind of sad. But I've also seen it where it looked packed and like a lot of fun. So I do hope that those places kind of stay open and stay popular. You know, give give people some place to go and kind of dance, have a good time, enjoy some drinks. You know, just give people the option if they do want to, you know, explore that stuff. It's there for them. And I think... For my sister's 21st birthday, we wanted to go in there. But I think, one, it, like, it wasn't crowded at all. But we didn't really care about that because, you know, she wanted to have, like, her first legal drink at Disney. Um, but you had to pay, like, a cover to get in. And there was five of us. And, like, we definitely weren't going to do that. So I think we headed over, actually, to the Swan and Dolphin and found, like, a lounge over there and had drinks, like, in the bar lounge there. Uh, so that was like my only like real memory of uh, the dance hall. You know, of the of the three resorts, even though I've stayed at Swan and Dolphin and I love it, I just think the boardwalk is my favorite. I have so many memories uh, as a kid, like pulling up to the boardwalk, parking in the lot, making that long walk from the parking lot up through like the main entrance. You see like the lights uh, on the building that say boardwalk, Disney's boardwalk in. You know, whether you're walking through the lobby or you're heading down like down those stairs. Uh, to the actual boardwalk area, like I can just, it's just vividly in my head. I can picture it from when I was 10 years old. I can picture it from when I was 30 years old, you know, walking around there. And to kind of bring it all back before we end this episode, the boardwalk resort, right by like the Surrey bikes and kind of where you enter, there's like this big grass area. And that again, was one of those places where as a kid, as I got older and like our vacations were just the four of us and I, I would like think about bringing, you know, a friend with me or, you know, in the future when I have a son, like I've always wanted to play catch on that grassy area. Like, I know it's weird. I know it sounds weird. You're probably listening like, well, why does he keep talking about playing catch uh, in the grass at Disney? It's just something. It's just one of those things that's like it's just so relaxing and peaceful for me and if to be able to do that in disney is like combining my two favorite things and i love going to disney i love the hustle and bustle and the you know waking up early and staying up late and you know being hungry walking around the parks you're tired your feet hurt but i just want to have a day there where we don't have anything planned. We don't have any, you know, we're not, we're not rushing to a fast pass. We're not rushing to a reservation anywhere where I can just kind of go on that grass with, you know, a friend or a, my future son or anything like that. Just kind of toss a ball around and just enjoy the weather, enjoy the sights, the sounds, enjoy the vacation. <laughs>
And that's uh, that's pretty much all I got. You know, the boardwalk. Um, the the last thing I will say is um, their gift shop. I think it's called the Screen Door. I always felt like that was like a very underrated gift shop. I feel like they had a lot of uh, variety of like souvenirs and stuff to choose from in there. And I feel like I always got something cool there. Like whether it was, you know, coffee mugs or shirts or like, I remember getting like DVDs from there, like behind the scenes, like Disney World DVDs. Like I always felt like that was a, uh, a very underrated gift shop where they, I would always end up walking out with some sort of souvenir. But that's pretty much all I got on the, uh, on the Epcot Resort area. The Boardwalk, Yacht and Beach Club, Swan and Dolphin. You know, I could I could probably do a uh, an episode on each of those resorts, you know, by themselves, which I'm sure eventually I'm going to do. Um, it's just like I said, I feel like it's the best area of all the Disney resort areas. I think it's somewhat underrated. You get, you know, it, you're in between two theme parks, yet I feel like it's like the most relaxing area. And I'm sure when I post this, I, I already have the I have a picture of my phone. Where I'm just standing. Um, kind of on the, the sand, like on the beachfront area of the boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club. And I just took a picture of like the boardwalk. And it's like one of my favorite pictures. And I feel like everywhere around there, you can just stop and take a picture and just kind of soak it all in. You know, hopefully in the future, I'll be able to stay, you know, at one of those hotels again. I, I would love to stay at the boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club. Um, even if I ended up back at the Swan Dolphin, I, I definitely love that. I miss, I miss shooting hoops out there and hanging out in the pool and just being able to walk down to the boardwalk whenever I want. But thank you guys as always for listening. You guys are the best. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. If you want to stop by and say hi, let me know what you thought of this episode. What, you know, let me know what you think of the show as a whole. If you have any ideas or topic ideas, suggestions, rankings, top 10 lists, anything like that, uh, feel free to uh, let me know and I'm sure I can work it into an episode. And if you can, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review, Spotify and uh, iTunes, those are the big two. Uh, and if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Next week is May already, which is crazy. And I'll be back with another new episode. So always remember... It all started with a mouse.